All right. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to the Turin Giants podcast. I am not Farhad. I am not the host that loves you the most. I am Matt Cockludo at Matt Coco. Um, sometimes, sometimes host and filling in today for Farhad. Um, I am joined here with Dave, the YouTube master, the new member of the team. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to bring you guys our episode 195 of Turin Giants podcast. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Juve Podcast. Um, find us on Instagram at Turn Giants. Dave, you want to pr- plug the YouTube channel while we're here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, hey guys, first time on the podcast. Uh, if you haven't followed the YouTube channel yet, I mean, actually, uh, definitely, definitely hit that up. It's going to be a bit something different. Uh, it's it's a bit the same in that we're talking Juve, but it's going to be different because we're going to love Juve. And I think that's going to separate us is because, I mean, we're all fans, but it's about being actual fans. We're going to get into it. Uh, we want to celebrate this club. That's what this YouTube is all about. It's about celebrating celebrating Juventus. And I'm so excited. Uh, but Matt, back to you. Let's, uh, let's roll into this. Thing. Yeah. I mean, Dave, you, 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 you hit it on the head. I think when we started this, it was always just because we love the team. We're like, we just want an outlet to talk about. So more outlets to talk about the team and enjoy it. Um, yeah. I mean... We were talking beforehand, but there is definitely like this overwhelming like negativity that sometimes come from like Juve Twitter in general. And not gonna lie, I get it, I get caught up in it sometimes. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, there are definitely some people who root against the team almost like subconsciously. Like, oh, I didn't, I don't want this player on the team, so I hope they do bad. It's like maybe we should get yeah. behind. The team. <laughs> or when one of your players leaves your team. And then you wish them ill. Oh, it's immediate hate. <laughs> and, I mean, we Farhad and I, I think, have gone back and forth on this a little bit. Um, I'm, I am feel like if you go back to some of our old podcasts, it is a job for these guys. And I know we all want them to love the club like we do. Um, at the end of the day, though, like, they have to get paid, right? And so if for them, the, be- the next career move uh, is a different club, it's hard for me to hate on that. Now, that being said, if a team player goes to Inter... Like instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's certain there's certain lines, of course, certain unwritten rules, if you will. But yeah, I mean, if he's going, let's just throw out Delict because that's the biggest name in recent memory here. I mean, if he's going to a completely different league, and it's Bayern. I mean, if if any of us got a contract for Bayern, <laughs> yes, I think we're gonna take it. You know, I mean, if I got a contract from anywhere, I'm going. But. <laughs> yeah, of course, but it's it's not like it, they are going to enter in this case. I mean, Dabala didn't even go to Inter, so yeah. Let's, let's just be reasonable here, guys. Exactly. But okay, so let's get into it. I want to know, you know, how you feeling right now? Game one, under the books, we win, but injuries, shakiness. Yes. How you feeling? The injuries. I'm trying to almost ignore the injury thing because that is all anybody is talking about right now. It's all over Twitter, all over the Discord, just any outlet. I mean, the, the stats, the stat, there's even stats. I just, just before we came on, I just read a stat about Milik. We aren't even, we don't know what we're getting him. <laughs> there's stats on his injury status. It's like, okay, I, I get it. It is bad. Absolutely. Uh, and we kind of made fun of Allegri too, how he's not concerned with the injuries. And yeah. we all know he, he has the good coach speak, but it's true. Like you have to have trust in your bench. And we're not going up against the massive teams yet. Let's, like, if we can't, with our depth, beat the teams that we're coming up against now, 
I mean, yes, we have to have faith in what we have. Let's not worry just just yet. I still have that faith. It's early season positivity. Everyone's got to have that early early season positivity. It's exciting. It's new. Three one or three nothing win. Sorry, uh, right off the bat. Bat. I'm like, come on. Let's let's get after this. This is exciting. Game match day two. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I I. I'm usually pretty pretty op- optimistic going into the new seasons or even going into like each week where I'm like, okay, we, you know, we're going to fix the problems. Um, so starting off with a 3-0 win, is, it's, it's great. It's ideal. Um, that being said, I'm, it's, it's hard. And you, know, you kind of talk about it. It's like everywhere you go, you just see injury information. It's yeah. like that, the more you see it, the more you, you just kind of worry about it. And um, I'm trying not to think about Di Maria, Maria's injury until we know, until we're at that 10-day period where, we can, where he gets reevaluated. Um, because he looked so good, and it's so exciting to have oh, him yeah. on the team. He's such a class player. Um, so, yeah, I'm not trying to think too much. You, know, you start off 3-0 win. That's great. Um, and now you're going up against Sampadori, which is another team that you, you should be able to win, like you said, with the depth. Granted, I the defensive issues or the defensive starting issues of who's going to be starting is a concern to me. I'd like to see Gatti get the minutes because we haven't seen him play yet. And he's young and he's talented. Um but if we're like, okay, we're going to start Rugani and it's going to be the same lineup that we basically saw all last year when Benucci and Chiellini were hurt. It's like, okay, that's, I want to see the new guys play. That's, that's where I'm at. And, For sure. And that's part of that new excitement, the new season with these new players. We should be excited that Gatti is getting his start game two and not be saying, oh, it's, it's Gatti, Benucci's already out. Yeah. So, I, this is the whole celebrating of the team thing. Like, celebrate Gatti. He's getting his start. This First, is it. He can make uh, history. First Serie A game, hopefully. I mean, this, you see the proposed lineups, and then the, the actual lineup is always like I don't think Sky Sports has ever gotten the lineup correct. <laughs> no, they never do. <laughs> they don't get the lineup right when they put the the splash screen at the like on the actual match day. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, and everyone, uh, I do love that. This is where you you Twitter gets me. It's like projected projected lineup. Everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe so and so is starting. And then game day, they don't start, and it's like, yeah, because none of these people know what the actual lineup's going to be. It's all a projection, like. It's it's completely made up because I think it was a Sky Sports one, if I'm not mistaken. Regardless, they had Perdedes in uh, a defensive midfielder role. I'm like, <laughs> we haven't decided them yet, and we're probably not going to now because Robbie is still around. Yeah, like that's that's ridiculous. When you start seeing stuff like that, you know, bit on the less trustworthy side of the spectrum. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um... No, but I'm, I'm ex- I mean, every game now, I'm just so excited. I'm excited for the new team. Um, I think there's enough talent, even from the players we had last year. I think there was, a, there was so many injuries last year that it made it hard for them to get into a groove. So I think yeah. if even if you talk about, okay, Di Maria's going to be out, Benucci's out, Pogba's out, there's still a lot of players who never got a full season last year under Allegri that I, I'm excited to see them get after, you know, having now practiced in the preseason and all that and seeing what they're going to turn into. Well, yeah, and, I mean, Gatti was that, is that perfect example. But, I mean, we are we have a healthier Zacharia now, a healthier McKenny. Yeah, I mean, there's still nagging issues there. But the this is part of the rotation. We're, we're looking, oh, Benucci's out. He probably wasn't going to play this match anyways. Yeah, we got to, I mean, I think, Going into the season, it'd be and if anybody said, "Oh, I was expecting Benucci to play every game," it's kind of that would go against That's everything ridiculous. we've seen the last last year. He was injured a lot. I will yeah. say, I think I would like them to bring in another veteran defender, just because we're going to have now a, an eighteen year old 
getting those minutes. And if Benucci's not around, you know, who's gonna? Is it gonna be Danilo? Is he gonna step up and be like, the leader? Um, I don't know, but I, I, I wouldn't. He mind. is. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one more one more center back being brought in. But at the end of the day, like I'm gonna support the players that we have. Rugani, I think, is fine as a as a backup for the league. Now, do I want Rugani playing in the Champions League? No. <laughs> Like, that's not ideal. Not ideal. Um, but against Sampdoria is fine. It's fine, exactly. Yes, if he has to start against Sampdoria, that's fine. He should be good enough to to, to play against Sampdoria. And and let's be honest, like, Sam, Sampdoria, no shade to them. It's always hard going to to Genoa in general. Um, Definitely, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard from that respect. Maybe the technical on field skill of the team isn't at the highest, but these are the kinds of teams that just grind you out and they'll put their their heart into it. So how do you counter that? You counter that with guys that will put that heart in on your side. So do you need your stars to show up for these games? No, you need the guys that have that love, have that that grinta for Juventus. And that's the kind of match I'm expecting to see tomorrow. Is I mean, Kostic is going to likely get his start. He's going to want to prove, yes. uh, pr- prove himself to the fans, to the team. He's going to show that grinta. That's what I expect to see. That's what I want to see. I'm very excited about getting seeing him get minutes. Um... Just, I mean, I never, I didn't watch any. I'll be completely honest. I've not seen the guy play prior to him joining Juve. I didn't even know who he was. Um, I'm not. I don't think a lot of us, unless we were like really into like Europa League and stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching the Bundesliga, sure, you might. But I, I don't really watch the Bundesliga. So, um, but I mean, everything I've heard and I've, all the stats around him were that he's an amazing crosser. And when you have Vlavic in the middle, that's what you need. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Give him opportunity to score, and Vlahovic already is so amazing that he that he creates you know three or four solid chances himself when he has no support. I mean, if you look at the top, some of the games last year where he was by himself, he's still able to make opportunity happen. And now you give him an, a, an actual crosser, someone who's good at make at getting assists. I'm excited about that. It's exactly the profile that we were looking for was a crosser, especially with Quadrado getting older and having somewhat of an off season last year. We were really missing that. Yeah. So obviously Di Maria, he's out, sure, but I mean, next guy up, Kostic. I hope I hope it's I hope it's a good one. Yeah, will be will be exciting to see. Oh yeah. So other than that, who else is uh, who else are you vibing on right now on the team? Who who is your <laughs> who is your your I will say not like surprise pick of the year, but you I think who do you think is going to make the biggest leap this year? Big leap. Uh, it's going to have to come out of the midfield. If if it's not Vlahovic just completely wow. dominating the league, I mean that that's kind of an easy take, if you will. But I don't know Zachariah, if we keep him, is he going to have a huge season? Is McKenny? I mean, he's improved the past couple, but is he going to completely break out? One of the young guys, Fajoli, Moretti, Ravel. Again, so many questions. We don't even really know who is staying at this point. <laughs> it's true. I. But that's where it's going to because they're they're the ones that are going to want to prove themselves to get that spot. So yeah. That's where it's coming. I think if Fajoli stays and he he does get some minutes, I think he'll be the surprise. But that's like we're still in the transfer window, which I, I hate. I hate that we can get into after it can be after week two and we're like, oh, now player's gone because like yeah, you, you might get to see them get some minutes and then like, oh, never mind, they're shipped out. It's like, ah, cool guys, that was fun. It's it's interesting. I kind of get it from the perspective that you need a couple weeks into the season to really flesh out your team and plug those last minute holes. But yes, from a fan standpoint, I know, I'm assuming a manager coach standpoint, it probably is really frustrating. Yeah. I mean, well, last year, the whole thing with Ronaldo, right? It was first couple yeah. games, and it was like, oh, I got to get out of here. I don't want to be part of this. It's like, okay, now we have to sell you quickly and 
find a replacement. <laughs> yeah, a prolific player. I mean, that that's obviously hard. We can make the excuse. I mean, we got to stop making excuses at this point for last season. We got to move on. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, yeah, at, at the end of the day, you have the resources that are at your disposal and you have to trust, uh, in this case, Allegri to, to use those resources. And I mean, let's see. Yeah. Game, uh, game two. Let's, uh, let's hope it's, uh, it's a good one. What do you do with Rabiot? <laughs> Rabiot? That's the question um, on everyone's mind now. <laughs> Oh man, okay. So I don't hate the guy. I don't hate any player. I should put it out there. I, I'm not one of these guys to just just completely hate on a guy. Mainly because I'm not at that level, so who am I to to really pick them apart? Now, yes, do I have players that I appreciate less? Sure. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's a really nice way of putting it. You're way too nice. It is. Yeah. You're too nice for this. This is I mean you're, you're from Canada, so that's why. You're, yeah, it's part of <laughs> part of the, the gig. Uh, but but no, like Rabio has qualities. That are beneficial for this team. One of them being, he's healthy. That's true. And for this team, that's huge, is it not? It's huge. Yeah, he's one of the few players that <laughs> is never injured, which is like to the point to a very frustrating point that well, okay, Rabiot's healthy again. Um, I mean, yeah, there's no denying that he has some skills, and we've seen it in flashes. But man, is he a frustrating player sometimes? Ugh. Like I just want just... him to do well, and then he doesn't, and then he does have a good game. You're like, why can't you do that more often? Yeah, he's very streaky. He is just one of those players. He, he, he does have that skill. And he always looks good for France. Or not always, but he looks he always looks solid for France. And then he comes back and it's, he starts to look solid for you, and then he kind of trails off. And, and that brings up the questions. I, I mean, the rabbit holes we can go down, but, I mean, strategy, coaches. Look at Aaron Ramsey. I mean, he shows up for Wales, just, which is yeah. not a great team. <laughs> Yeah, somehow he just starts banging them in the net. Somehow he looks good for them, despite being like yeah. the only guy on that team, him and Gareth Bale, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I don't know, but it's it's really interesting, this whole Rabio saga, because it, it seemed like he was ready to go, and everybody was it's like, oh, this is going to be done. And then all the stuff with his mom and asking for like, <laughs> $10 million in commission. And they, he wanted, what, $8, million, eight to $9 million a year or something. I think that's gross numbers. But, um, yeah. Just insane, it's, and then it is insane. yeah, and then it's like okay, well he's staying, and I don't think he'll fetch even close to that in next season when he's when he's a free agent. But um, is this another Dabala type situation? I, I, think, I think it's a little bit yeah. It is. It's actually it's it's really relatable in the sense that why are these people trusting who they're trusting to be their agent? Right, like Dabala yeah, has a car salesman, a used car salesman <laughs> as an agent, yeah. and Robert has his mom, like. I can, like I love my mom. I think we all love our moms, but yeah, like I don't want. Is my that mom... the role you want her in your life? Like I can't picture my mom going into like my work and be like, "Okay, I need to get my son more money. This is what's right for him." Like that's not that's not okay. I mean, <laughs> no, I, she is the uh, reason that like everybody hates him, right? Like the whole blowout with France and all the moms <laughs> of the French national team and all that. It's like this because mom woman clearly <laughs> just likes to fight. Like she's ready to fight. Yeah. That's uh, it's funny, but like I mean, just to throw it out more examples, the Marlo Cardi situation as well, with his wife, <laughs> wife yeah, <laughs> from PSG, you know, another PSG player there too. So, I, why do people people get these agents? Like, you get, there are there are obviously sporting agents out there that everybody gets, and R.I.P. Mino Raiola, and but his team and all his staff, like they get their clients the money that they want, <laughs> and there's a reason. So, there's like a ruthlessness to them, but they know what they're doing. 
<laughs> yeah, no, and and I mean, once you look in the, behind the scenes of the the Rayola Group, or uh, you know, just how they do their business, their actual love for who they're representing. Yes. From a fan perspective, again, it looks like oh, they're just screwing over the club, and we love the club typically more than the player. So we we feel attacked in that sense. But I mean, look look at why you wouldn't use one of these agencies. You're say fifteen. You're just breaking out into like that semi-pro level. Uh, you, you're starting to get the scouts on you. Mom's there to protect you. Mom's always been there. And you're 15 and you haven't seen the world yet. It's a big, scary world, but mom is there. So she's your agent. She's willing to do that job, which is fine. But now you're 18, 19 or 26, 27, and, and you still have mom around. And how do you fire mom? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I would. I would be terrified. I know, first, right? well, like, clearly, if I had to fire my mother. Clearly, with Robbie's mom, like that's somebody you don't want to fire because she's she's a bit yeah. insane. I think. Oh, just so, I mean, it makes sense. It's it's all about a perspective, right? So, so yeah. does does he come back and and be motivated to be the best version of himself because he knows he's go, he's on the market next year and he wants to get maximize his salary? So that's interesting because. Whenever that whole transfer saga comes out with him, which invariably happens twice a year, he starts getting good. <laughs> so, I mean, probably, there's probably going to be a segment in there. Probably not the whole season, because he's proven that he's not going to have that consistency. But if he starts tomorrow, is he going to have a good game? I'm going to say he is. I think he will, too, because, well, A, he's well-rested, and B... He's motivated to get the most out of him out of this year, which fine. Yeah. You know, if he has the best year of his career here for this season and then walks next year, gets like a $10 million salary from somewhere in the EPL. Good for him. You know what? Cause you know what? I yeah. mean, it worked out for you, right? Then if, if this season he's really good now, it doesn't suck. We won't get a transfer fee for him. Yeah, sure. Interesting. Remember I saw a tweet um, from Marco Messina about you saying Juve should have dropped the, the asking price to, so to kind of push the deal over the line. Right. Like three to five. That wasn't the issue. Well, could it, would it have been that would it have worked out though if they said okay three to five million less on our end you give that to Rabio just get him off our team just like yeah I mean if if the two clubs were willing to to make a deal that way uh, I don't know if that was discussed and that is part of the issue too is we don't know those oh, fine yeah. details we just have Agresti or Romano whoever just pushing out I mean it's a tweet it's it's how many words yeah. And even even those people, they have obviously their sources, but they're once again they're just getting it fed to them, so they're not yeah. in the room either. So there's obviously going to be some sort of polishing of it or exaggerating or whatever, however you want to describe it. But we don't know, like you said, we don't know. We're not in the room. We don't hear the conversations. No, and it, and you got to sell it. It's it's entertainment. It's media. I mean, if we were just to sit here and get a spreadsheet out in front of us and start listing off stats. Sure, there's going to be a couple guys that are, are going to want that, and they're going to love that. And I can appreciate that, because there's stats people out there. Yeah. But for the rest of the world, they're going to turn us off. Yeah, 100%. But. So we have to entertain you. And yes, there's going to be some nonsense thrown in, but that's how media and entertainment works. It's it's a bit of fun with some facts thrown in here and there. Stay, staying on this topic of, of players that should leave or everybody wants to leave, Alexandra, good game last week. Yeah, and he does that too. That's he another. Does that too? <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? And I expect, uh, I expect if he starts next week, he'll have another good game. 
But I do. But I, the fall off will once again happen, and we'll be stuck with the same situation as we always are, where we're left wondering why is he starting as our left back? Because we don't have the options. Uh, and okay, so again, I I don't hate the guy. I know there's so much hate out there. I think he had his moment of greatness. I unfortunately just think he suffers from aging earlier than some some of your regular players, let's say. He ages earlier. And some of us do that. Some of us stay young. Look at Ibrahimovic, for instance, right? Still going well into his 40s. And and you have those guys. But then you have guys that hit 30. They're done. Yeah. And just with the contract situation and a bit of that unlucky genetics in his case, I, I think that's just where we're at. And we have to let his contract run out. It's unfortunate. He obviously has that level of skill. He's just got old on himself. Yeah, I mean... I when he was good, he was good. He was one of the best left backs in the world when he joined Juve. And for those first two seasons, he was really good. And age just was not has not been good to him. He's not one of. The, I mean, and I'm not saying he doesn't take care of himself. I just don't think he had that level of maybe that you know that next level of the people like Ibrahimovic, like Ronaldo, who just they're clearly freaks. And I say that in the best way possible. That like they're they're just built different. And Sandro's not obviously not a, a type of guy like that where he's he aged terribly and he can still show a spark every now and then when he's when he's rested I think he he can come in and play well um, I just don't want to rely on the guy week in week out and that is part of the problem is he's been relied on for I don't know how many seasons now like five ever since he showed up essentially he's been the guy at left back and he hasn't had that rest and now that he's well into his thirties. I mean, like, I'm, I'm well enough into my 30s that I know if I have a couple rough days, I'm going to need a day off here. So I get that. Yeah, and I, I think what's also just very frustrating for us is that we everybody has seen how bad he's played in most of the games he's started. Last year, the year before, terrible defensive errors, not really adding much on the attack. Yet there has not been anybody else brought in to replace him or even fight for that position. Pellegrini for a little bit, and now he's he gone. Um, and, he, and Pellegrini showed sparks at time and never really made the jump that people were expecting. And and now he's gone. And now you have Deshilio as his backup. And this, we know we all know what we're getting with Deshilio. That's that's who he yeah. is. <laughs> so like, why not bring in somebody who could at least push Sandro to be better, or at least challenge him for that starting position? Because right now there's just nobody. Do they do a three man backline where they can put Kostic on the left? On the left, that's great if they do that. Will they? Probably not. <laughs> and that is really the biggest question of not just this Mercato, but probably the last couple, really. It's something the fans really want. And, okay, so the, the management, we know they don't talk to too much, the, this new management. Yeah. But this is one I feel like they, they should kind of throw us a bone. Like, hey, this is what our plans. Are we are we going to get something, this Mercato? Or, we haven't even really heard any legitimate names, and not Emerson. By, you know, like besides, every, we've heard, besides all the names yeah. that we're linked to every year for the last, like, yeah. it's funny that you brought up Milik. Like every season, he's oh, Milik's on the on the radar for Juve, and then he doesn't come, and so I don't yeah. actually ever expect him to sign for Juve, like ever. Exactly. It's uh, I mean, they were crying wolf in a, in a sense with a lot of these players, Icardi, um, Zeko. I mean, you, you hear those same names every single year. Yeah, I mean, the, so the Cambiasso signing was an interesting one, right? Like this was a kid mm-hmm. that he's young. He has played in Serie A, so why not keep him? And it, and especially 
at the time, okay, you, you, you loaned him out when you had Pellegrini and Sandro, but now you've loaned out Pellegrini, so it would have felt like it would have made sense to keep, keep Cambiasso around and have him fight. Yes. And I think the, the Pellegrini deal came about because of the Costich deal. I think that was like a, okay, we want Costich, we can give you Pellegrini as like a separate deal to sweeten it a little bit. It seems that way because there's what a day or two after yeah. uh, the Costage thing was confirmed, it happened really. It's quick, very so. rare that I feel like we send players to to Germany in general, let alone yeah. like Eintracht Frankfurt. It's not a team we do a ton of business with, right? Yeah, so it's just it's one of those one off cases. We we made the deal where we saw fit, and I mean that, these are one of the things we have to look at the management. And, yeah, th- this is a lower profile type of signing, but it's a player that wants to be here. And it's a profile that we need specifically on those crosses on, on yeah. the wings. So this is, yeah, not flashy, high-profile work, but this is solid work. And I mean, we, we got to give him kudos at least. But I mean, hope it, it pans out in the yeah. future. I mean, it could all fall flat, but I mean, it, so far it looks good. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. But then, then it just makes me go back to now. I'm like, we have this young kid, Cambiaso, who we just didn't even give a moment to sit on the team. We like immediately loaned him out. That was the plan all along. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think now. We've done this with a, a few guys, I want to say. And, of course, it's escaping me right this moment. But it, it, that that is a thing you see where... Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, not a hatron. Yeah, was it a hatron that we moved on? He had his other issues. Oh, the kid from Ajax, right? Yeah. Yeah, that we was... Tried, yeah, we moved him on. Immediately and loaned him, and then he had a lot of issues, and he went back to the Netherlands. But is he still... Do we sell him, or is he still on Juve's books? Oh, that's a good question. I can't remember offhand. But I do know he was in the news, I think, a week ago. And he went missing from the AX camp oh, as really? well. So, yeah, I mean, so, something's up with the kid, unfortunately. Uh, ho- hopefully it all works out. But, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those situations. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, you hate to hear that. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, we could talk about, I think, <laughs> I mean, we should talk about the, the, the youth players, the, the young guys that Juve signs, and then never really get a moment to even play with the senior squad or get, you know, maybe 10 minutes during the Copa, and then they're just never heard from again, right? Like they're, or they're, you know, they'll be on Empoli and they'll be on Cremonese and just, they'll have a fine Syria career. They'll play into, into their 30s, but they'll never reach the level that like the fans think they're going to right it's, it's so this yeah. it, in that in that sense it's almost tough that like would we if if we kept these players would they have turned out better would you know Dragusen remember him like would he have yeah. would he have become a great center back at Juve well you don't know I, I think there's some other examples too I mean Kulazeski for instance I mean he's kind of lighting it up a bit now in, in Tottenham alright Pellegrini technically is one of those guys we didn't give a chance to. Is he going to light it up in Frankfurt? Yeah, I mean, just, again, different coach, different strategy, maybe less pressure. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's it doesn't do us any service to really, I think, re- rest on, on that, like, what if? Those what ifs. Is that really something we should be asking ourselves? Yeah, it's, it's fun to talk about, but at the end of the day, there's just so many variables yeah. Just if he moves on, wish him good luck. Too bad it didn't work out with us. Hopefully, the next guy up is is the right guy. Yes, that's. I mean, that's the only thing we can do, right? I think. Yeah. To Juve's credit, at least then that most of these guys, when they've moved on, 
have not really been amazing. Um, Kulusevsky kind of being the the outlier here where he's looked so good under Conte. And I, I think a lot of fans will, will agree that it just wasn't wasn't the right fit for him, the, the playing style, the way that the squad was assembled. Um, he just works well for Conte, and that's and I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy to see him flourish. But I think a lot of these other guys that I think of, like the Mandragoras, um, Orsolini, uh, yeah, Piazza. Sorry, we could have screwed up Piazza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Piazza, <laughs> that was a guy. He went from being, I remember when we, when we lost in the Champions League that year and he was injured, I was like, wow, if only we had had him because he was so promising. And I think for him, it's really just been the injury issues have derailed his career to, to a point that's just terrible. But and these, he, was, he was one I was very excited about. But they do have flashes, and, and that's the thing we as fans kind of latch on to. I remember, not specifically which match it was, I want to say it's like three years ago, he showed up, slotted in a left wing, I believe it was, put a ball in the net. And I was like, oh, this this kid's back. He's going to be... A... No, that, that was it. Like, that was it. Yeah. He was not here. So, again, unfortunate. But, uh, I mean, we're talking about, what, 0.1%, if that, of the guys that actually make it to this level. It's it's a hard gig. It is. I know. So, the, the fact that they're even at that level, I mean, kudos to them. Unfortunately, not everyone can make that final step. I know. I know. It's just, it's tough. As, as, as Juve fans, you, you, you want... You basically want your team to be like, you know, mid 2010s Barcelona or Madrid, right? Like you yeah. want a team full of world class players, and it's and it's ridiculous because those teams were once in a lifetime style teams. Like, yeah, the teams that Fine we seats. lost to in the Champions League are two of the greatest teams to ever play. Like that's just yeah. It. And they're like, oh, why can't we have that? It's like, well, nobody does actually. Like that's not <laughs> yeah, how that's someone off. <laughs> yeah, and you can look at the Liverpools and the Man Cities and be like, wow, look at all those great great players. But at the end of the day, like, I think there's, it's very hard to, to, to put together truly, truly dominant teams like that. Um, it is. And again, it's just the stars are aligning. You're having you know, the, the right owner come in that wants to invest the money. Uh, the manager that's available because you know you can't always just pick up a clop. He's not just waiting for your team to show up, right? Uh, it's just everything's aligning. You get a, a nice uh, couple of young players come up. You, you get a couple of good veterans. That mix just gels. And yeah, you have the Galactico show up just yeah. randomly for 10 years here and there. But uh, I mean, it's it's good to aspire to, but it should, certainly should not be expected. Yes. Uh, yeah. We just got to gotta build from the ground up, which hopefully that is what we're doing at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, exciting to see promising players. Um you get a full season of Vlavic, which is just so exciting. I mean, That's the huge. guy yeah, I is love just it. watching him is amazing. He just fought, he just know and they were he yeah, I will say I think under his, even his terms he'll be like, Oh, that wasn't even my like that wasn't that great of a game for I me. Mean, like, yeah, I scored two goals, but one was a PK and the other one was good, but he had plenty of opportunities to score more. And usually yeah. he gets his shots on net and he missed a couple. And that's where it's he'll he he probably was sitting at home watching that tape and being like, Oh, I should have scored those. So Oh, oh, yeah, he's probably kicking himself in the butt because, I mean, it, it's a matter of inches, right? Like, sometimes you just hit it a little to the left or a little high, get underneath it, and there goes the ball. And it, I mean, it's it's infuriating looking back at yourself, it, just knowing, oh, I could have done that. If only if only I took that extra half yeah. step or that extra half second. But, I mean, that that's what you want in a, in a player. That's what a champion does is he self-critiques and yes. he's always looking for ways to improve. And he, and he watches his game. Oh, yes. I mean, he is 
I don't know if you saw. So I know you said you're not like the biggest social media person. Um, I don't know if you follow them now on Instagram, but he posted this photo during the summer where it was like just him in all black, and it was like a black and white photo. And I was like, this dude is the Grim Reaper. Like this is this guy looks like the Grim Reaper. And so now I'm just every time he scores, I'm going to post this photo and just say <laughs> I, I am death because um, that's who he is. He's just a lethal striker. Well, on Monday, you'll have to repost one of those when he's when he he scores, scores for us. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And the fact he's only 22 is what's crazy. It's like he, he looks so much more mature out there than a 22-year-old. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's just his drive yeah. um, and a bit of his death stare, I think, too. Yes. Kind of takes the age <laughs> off him a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he does have this look of just like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I love it, though, because, I mean, you look at some of our uh, classics, uh, Chiellini. I yes. Mean, I mean, we have a shirt. We have a shirt of his death stare, right? Yeah. So that's exactly what you want to see happen. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling on the league this year? I don't know if you, if you got to watch any of the other teams play. A bit, yeah. What's yeah your, uh, more what's, so last weekend. What's your super early knee-jerk reaction to this season? Well, both the Milans are looking good off the start. Actually, we're recording in the middle of the AC game. Yeah, think, they, just, so. they, uh, they, they finished 1-1. One one, okay. So, so I'd say Inter are looking better so far, but <laughs> I mean, maybe easier competition for them. Uh, regardless, those are going to be two of the. They always are. I mean, you always got to watch out for Milan, both of them. Uh, Napoli. I. What are they going to do? If you watched, I don't know if you, if you got to see their game today. A uh, bit of it, yeah. They looked really good. I mean, now let's not like get ahead and say that like, Monza is a, an amazing team. They're not, no, but they're the new Venezia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're t- Napoli's attack with, and I'm going to butcher this name. So if we have any Georgians, Oh yeah. The, yeah, uh, the Georgian. Ka- yes. That's Ka- a hard one. Ka- whatever his name is. That guy, he scored a beauty of a goal and he got two. He did. I saw that he one. got two today. And, and then Ozanen scored again, of course, because he's a beast. So their attack is going to be a problem. It's just whether the defense is going to be to be able to hold out. Yeah, and that's going to be their biggest question probably this year. I, I mean, they lost you guys, of course. Um, Igson, yeah, yeah. Those are their two biggest players they lost this yeah. season. So. Although I would say, like, Insigne, you know, is obviously he was on his – he's in his declining year. So it's like to go get a guy like this Georgian guy, I'm just not going to try anymore because his name's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, to replace him is, is amazing for them. And I, I do think they I last year I was I was Mr. Positive and if we go back and listen to the podcast we recorded at the beginning of the season, I was like, Oh, I think you will win the year, win the league, and I think that Napoli won't even make the Champions League. Um, I'm not flipping that in any way. I do think that yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be I don't even want to say who I think because I don't know who's gonna win the league this year. I don't feel as like last year I was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna write the ship and everything's gonna be great and then of course we didn't. Um, but I do think this Juve team can win it. Um, they could, but Milan's look good. The Milan teams look good. I think Inter bringing Lutaro, bringing you know Lutaro. I'm not Lutaro. They brought um, Lukaku back, and now him and Lutaro being back together is going to be a problem. Like they are so good together in the attack, and you, you know you get Lukaku back for basically nothing. Like it's, it's yeah, insane. and that's that's frustrating as a Juve fan too, right? We're trying to get Milik. Perhaps, you know, and, and they get uh, Lukaku we're back for We're not getting load. Milik. Milik is never playing for Juve. Every Juve fan no, needs we... to relax. Everyone out there is like, oh, my God, we can't believe we're signing Milik. We're not signing Milik. Like, he just, he's just flirted with us every year. 
the, the point is, though, we don't know what her backup is in attack. We can't even get her backup in attack, and they just bring in Lukaku like they're they're purchasing a, a bag of peanuts on it, you know, at the concession. Yeah, and a bag of balls sent over to to Chelsea. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, good good for Inter. I but. Screw Inter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want them to fail so badly, and that's why I'm like so annoyed by it because oh, it's such a great signing for them. Um, and looks like they're going to hold on to Skriniar, which yeah. I was really hoping well, he was going to leave so that they. Apparently, he's play. like off the market completely. As you know, yeah. If they <laughs> when we stole Bremer, I was this is I'm like this is great. We steal Bremer, yeah. and they're going to lose Skriniar, and they're going to be their defense is just going to be have a massive hole in it. So. There's going to be this huge storyline with Koulibaly gone, Skriniar gone. Yeah. We snatched Bremer, obviously Delicks out of the league. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Bremer becomes the uncontested best defender yeah. in Serie A. I know. <laughs> but didn't quite work out. I mean, I, I still, I, I've loved everything I've seen from Bremer. Um, yeah, oh yeah. To be to be able to replace Delict with him is, is, that's an amazing bit of business that they did. He, yeah. he looked great game one. I mean... Barati had just looked, couldn't get by him, just had nothing, nothing for him. Um, I think he made like maybe one mistake, but then he quickly, he like misplaced the ball, but then he quickly made, made up for it and got the ball back. Um, yeah. Yeah. He pressed, he pressed into the midfield. Yeah. One time, and uh, I think he got yelled at for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and obviously he looked good during the summer, during the summer uh, friendlies. And obviously last year he was defender of the year. So I'm just so excited to have him on the team. He's huge. I, I still remember when we played Tornado last year, and he was bossing Vlahovic. Yeah, you want to talk about the game where Vlahovic was on an island? That one was tough. He had no, yeah. couldn't do anything. It, like it was so frustrating, but at the same time, I'm like, Bremer, you better be ours next season. Like that—that that was what was going through my head. And thankfully, yeah, he's on our side now. So yeah. I, I think that's huge. He's definitely going to shore up that that back line, hopefully for years to come. He seems more of the kind of guy that will. I mean, he's not, he's not a Juventino through and through, but I think he'll uh, he'll put in a good few years. I yeah, I, I think that. I mean, yeah, he he could go somewhere else and go next couple in a few years, and that's just the nature of the business. Um, especially not being Italian, where you're more likely to see, I think, a departure there. Um, yeah. Overall, though, I I, I I am worried about who's going to be the partner with him because Benucci won't be able to stay healthy, and I I do want Gatti to to mature, but. It is a lot to trust an 18-year-old who's never played a game of Serie A to be the the starter. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to have to have to have got to get in minutes, but that's where I come back to. I'm like, oh, I would have liked to have one more veteran on the team in center back. Who is who would that even? I don't be know. That's the thing. I don't even know who's available. I don't know what players are even willing or at a price we could afford. So it's tough I don't because I because yeah. Because if, if we're going to get a left back and a center back this Mercato, it's going to be Emerson and Romanioli. I mean, like, yeah. obviously Romanioli's up the thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what it was, like, for months and months. Like, those are the guys we're going to get. So that's just to say there aren't many options. Yes. And because of that, I'd rather see guys like Gatti. Or will Rugani have another solid season? Like, give them the minutes, let them develop that comfort zone beside Bremen. Or, or Danilo, I mean, back three, back four, however, however we are going to do it. Whatever, play him. Our rebuild technically isn't over. We have another season of rebuilding. Yeah. Part of that rebuild is getting those younger guys, those less experienced guys, into the fold on a more regular, consistent basis. So, I mean, it is what it is. Let's do it. Yeah. 
I was, I was, I was hoping, and this, now, obviously, once again, we're talking, like, oh, what if, and it's a weird, like, there's a chain of events, right, that at least we sold Delict, that's what made us go get Bremer, but I, when we were, when it was sounding like we were going to sell Delict to, to Bayern, I was like, oh, maybe we could get Pavard, because he plays both right back and center back, and he actually wants to play more center back, and I was like, oh, that would have been a good get, from my standpoint, but, like, obviously, we couldn't have gotten Bremer then, because I wouldn't have, just wouldn't have not, it, I just, yeah. so, that was, like, one name that I was thinking of, but, um, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be well. Trust we trust the bench. Trust the bench, and it'll work out. We have to. We have to. Yeah, and sometimes you get a surprise like this Georgian kick for Napoli coming. That's the that's the lowest paid, according to the commentators that I listened to on uh, Fubo TV today. He is the lowest uh, paid guy on the team. Is he so. really? Or or at least the transfer was the lowest, oh, okay. cheapest to acquire. Yeah, I, I mean fact check me. So somebody out there, I'm sure will correct I mean, if I'm wrong. But yeah, I mean, it, oh, of like. Are they saying of like this season's transfers that they made? Was he the cheap? Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to correct myself yeah. on on the YouTube afterwards. But I mean, he was cheap. Let's just put it that yeah, way. He was exactly. super cheap. Like, he got him for nothing, and he looks really good. He's got four goals in two games and an assist, I think. So, um, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, and nobody can even pronounce his name. At least not yet. <laughs> not yet. What are they they're calling him? Like um, uh, something like Cavadonna or something like that. Oh, yeah, they were already Cat calling Maradona him the next Maradona. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. like, all right, come on, guys. Like, I, I get you're excited, but I don't know. You can't you can't make anybody. Maradona is Maradona. Yeah. Just because of his character, who he was, the way he played, yeah. there's never going to be enough. They paid Stop a, comparing. They paid $11 million for him. Okay, that's still a decent amount of money. Do you have his wages? I don't know. I'm not off the top of my head. I'm looking on transfer market right now. That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, the the, uh, the official uh, bookkeeping app of Syria. <laughs> is that what it is? Well, don't you remember their uh, earlier in the summer? Yeah, they, the Syria used. Oh yeah, it, it was, what was yeah. that situation? It was wild. They used transfer market as like their official source of values or something. Oh, it was it. It, it was for the Arthur Pianuch deal. Yeah, they were. They, they, the investigation, they were like, oh, yeah, this is what they were valued on. Trans- like, transfer market's not an official, like... Yeah, it's all transfer like- market said it was 60, 60 million euro yeah, for you- Arthur. So, you know, you guys uh, you guys were cooking yeah. the bucks. Well, like, then if that's, transfer market? That's, if that's the case, every EPL team should be under investigation because they're paying, um, they're paying, like, triple what transfer market values those players at. Oh, yeah, it's, it's all insane. And it was funny because the guy that does transfer market, he came out saying, like, yeah, this is just a gig I do on the side for fun. Yeah, Which, I know, it's like one of those things. Like, it's a fun, it's a fun website to look at. I don't never would like put like you know a ton of truth behind it, but it's yeah. just it's a reference. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Just a reference. In, you use it as a tool, but not as gospel. In shortage of anything else, is what I'm going to go to. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's going to be errors in this. It's just a dude inserting data. Yeah. I mean, you can type a one instead of a two. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny though. Anyway, um, what else? What else do we want to cover before we, you know, we're at about forty-five minutes now. So, is anything else, any topic that you want to get get your opinion on that you want to share? Uh, no, I, I mean, at this point, it's still early. I, I don't want to start throwing out the hot t- hot takes and uh, and be that guy, you know, because we. As we know, Twitter and YouTube, we, we have a lot of hot takes up there. So. Well, that's how you get the likes. And, it is, and it the is. comments and the hate too, which is actually higher engagement. So you got to let the hot takes fly sometimes. Rich. I know. 
you know what? I, I don't think I can do it. Not yet. I'm not. I'm not that jaded yet. <laughs> I haven't had that that so-called like podcaster burnout or YouTube YouTube burnout. So I'm not just gonna like sit here crying in my basement just trashing every single news that comes out from Fabrizio Romano's mouth. No, I'm not. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I just want to reiterate, like, have that positivity. We we are in this to be fans. So, and I've the reason why I'm kind of getting on this too is I've had a couple people mention it to me because if you haven't been to the YouTube yet, definitely check it out. Uh, just search Fern Giants. I, I mean, the, it has existed for three years because we put some of the podcasts out, but now we're putting material. Um, so part of that initial sort of campaign saying, hey, we're starting this YouTube, is tell me what you want. And, I, and that still goes. Like, it's, it's a fan channel. I want to know what the fans are saying. And a couple of them have responded. And that is what I've heard is they're, they're fed up with what's going on in Twitter and just the wider community is that they, they want something positive. Yeah. So I'm just going to preach that. Stay positive. Season's early. Just love the team, man. That That's it. Just, just show your love and your support and keep on going forward. I love it. I love it. I think I'm not too worried about tomorrow. I, and that I, I'm usually one that goes into every game being nervous. And I, I, I think like, you know, listen, Sampadori, like you said, going to Genoa is tough. They, their home is a tough place to play. Um, I think this team has plenty of depth and a now a level of comfort with each other to to go in and get the points that they need. Um, and then you know, we'll see what happens once we get into the actual meat of the schedule and get into those really real the real games. And then when Champions League rolls around, that's I mean that's where we'll figure out the value of this team and what what everybody's capable of. Oh, for sure. And that's only a matter of weeks away, really. So yeah, I mean something else to get excited about. I'm, not, UCL. I'm, I, I'm so excited <laughs> about I this. That hope and feeling going into the UCL every year, which is wild as a Juve fan to even have any hope because it's the hope that kills us, right? Like, <laughs> if there's one tournament we shouldn't be hopeful in, it is the Champions League. We know that like, every year it's going to end poorly for us, but every year I get so excited about the draw. I get so excited about the potential matchups. I love the potential of getting a team that we don't get to play. We haven't played in years or a rivalry from a team in England or a team in Germany. Like I just, I just love that, that aspect of it. So it's just so exciting. And when is the champions league draw? I should look that up. That's only in a few days. Um, yeah, definitely fact checks. I'm going to lie there. I think it's at the end of the month or beginning of September. But, uh, 25th? Oh, you're looking at the looks 25th? Like August 25th will be, there you go. So that is four days away at the time of recording. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this week. Awesome. I, and that is always exciting, seeing who you draw, uh, chatting with your buddies, especially if one of your buddies, it's their team. <laughs> um, like, I got a real, real big, well, the same guy that we talked about earlier, the guy that really got me, like, hard, hardcore hooked into to football. He's a Barcelona fan. And, uh, yeah, it was a couple years ago now. We uh, we were in the pool together, right? So that was always fun. So I hope you guys have that, too. Like, don't just stick within the Juventus community, because you need to have that banter with the other fans, and it's it's super fun. And sometimes, I mean, there, there's a crossover. We had a guy comment on the YouTubes saying that he hopes that we draw with the Rangers. He wants to see Juve and Rangers again. Interesting. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, because, like, there, I mean, there are some – now that Juve being in pot two means that there's going to be – I mean, yeah, you could get Eintracht Frankfurt, which would be hilarious if we got Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Munich or Man City – or Madrid, like those games, so exciting to watch. 
I, I actually would love Man City because um, that's the only Juve game I've been to in person in, in, in Torino. Um, oh, wow. I went that's awesome. In 2015, uh, I think it was, 2015-16, the group stage. Um, shout out to, to um, Maurizio because I, I went through with him. Um, oh, nice. In, around yeah, turn? Around turn, yeah. Uh, good guys there yeah it's awesome they do they do an amazing job and they really they really make it so you you get to enjoy the game but not just that but they also have things going on around the city so like you get to if you want to like obviously if you just want to do it on your own you can but they all like oh we're gonna meet up the night before and so yeah if you're if anybody listening thinking about going to a game definitely hit up around terrain around turn let's famously plug that because uh we have kevin the other guy on you on the youtube channel now oh yes uh season tickets He's in Turin. He lives there. He just bought himself an apartment with his wife. I mean, amazing dude. He's out there taking footage. He's filming. Uh, we have actually hit up that YouTube. More, Just more reason to hit up this YouTube. We have an interview with Maurizio and some of the guys from around Turin, just some of the fans out there in front of uh, Allianz Stadium. Uh, it's, it's great. Check it out. Actually, that's our best video so far is the interview with Maurizio. Definitely. definitely check that out yeah we'll retweet we retweet that stuff i mean farhad obviously retweets everything so <laughs> yeah he's, he's great at that yeah, I, hope he's, always, I hope you're he's... ready for just people liking your your stuff because as soon as as soon as farhad retweets it, it's like oh my god i got like 150 likes on something like just yeah immediately and Mauricio, i mean obviously the guy's got tons of fans so if you don't know Mauricio, check him out in the interview because as soon as he retweeted it i mean it blew up so yeah, yeah. Def- definitely check out around turn Especially if you're going to be around Turin. Yeah. I mean, those are the guys to couple with. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, let's wrap this up then. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Dave, for taking the time. Um, yeah, thank you, you. Follow us on Twitter at Juve Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Turin Giants. Um, yeah, and like and subscribe. I don't know. <laughs> what do they say? I, I'm, as, as you can tell, I'm not the person who does, who does this stuff. Like I don't, As a YouTube, yeah, the YouTube angle. It's like, subscribe, uh, and hit the bell for your notifications. <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> yeah, Tell and as a little added, because we got another thing going, we got a Discord server as well. I'm going to link that down. Uh, so if you want to chat <laughs> offline or even set up some FIFA games, because Discord's great for that, whatever, look us up on the Discord as well. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Ciao. All right. That was good.